Section 6 of A Brief Account of the Destruction of the Indies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Horton. A Brief Account of the Destruction of the Indies by Bartolome de las Casas. Translator Unknown. Section 6 of the Continent. In the year 1514, a certain unhappy governor landed on the firm land or continent, a most bloody tyrant, destitute of all mercy and prudence, the instrument of God's wrath, with a resolution to people these parts with Spaniards. And although some tyrants had touched here before him, and cruelty hurried them into the other world by several ways of slaughter, yet they came no farther than to the sea-coast where they committed prodigious thefts and robberies but this person exceeded all that ever dwelt in other islands though execrable and profligate villains for he did not only ravage and depopulate the sea-coast but buried the largest regions and most ample kingdoms in their own ruins sending thousands to hell by his butcheries he made incursions for many miles continuance that is to say in those countries that are included in the territories of darien and the provinces of nicaragua where are near five hundred miles of the most fertile land in the world and the most opulent for gold of all the regions hitherto discovered and although spain has been sufficiently furnished with the purest gold yet it was digged out of the bowels and mines of the said countries by the indians where as we have said they perished this ruler with his complices found out new inventions to rack torment force and extort gold from the indians one of his captains in a certain excursion undertaken by the command of his governor to make depredations destroyed forty thousand persons and better exposing them to the edge of the sword fire dogs and variety of torments of all which a religious man of the order of saint francis franciscus de s romano who was then present was an eye-witness great and injurious was the blindness of those presided over the indians as to the conversion and salvation of this people for they denied in effect what they in their flourishing discourse pretended to and declared with their tongue what they contradicted in their heart for it came to this pass that the indians should be commanded on the penalty of a bloody war death and perpetual bondage to embrace the christian faith and submit to the obedience of the spanish king as if the son of god who suffered death for the redemption of all mankind had enacted a law when he pronounced these words go and teach all nations that infidels living peaceably and quietly in their hereditary native country should be imposed upon pain of confiscation of all their chattels lands liberty wives children and death itself without any precedent instruction to confess and acknowledge the true god and subject themselves to a king whom they never saw or heard mentioned before and whose messengers behaved themselves toward them with such inhumanity and cruelty as they had done hitherto which is certainly a most popish and absurd way of proceeding 
and merits nothing but scandal derision nay hell itself now suppose this notorious and profligate governor had been empowered to see the execution of these edicts performed for of themselves they were repugnant both to law and equity yet he commanded or they who were to see the execution thereof did it of their own heads without authority that when they fancied or proposed to themselves any place that was well stored with gold to rob and feloniously steal it away from the indians living in their cities and houses without the least suspicion of any ill act these wicked spaniards like thieves came to any place by stealth half a mile off of any city town or village and there in the night published and proclaimed the edict among themselves after this manner you caciques and indians of this continent the inhabitants of such a place which they named we declare or be it known to you all that there is but one god one hope and one king of castile who is lord of these countries appear forth without delay and take the oath of allegiance to the spanish king as his vassals so about the fourth watch of the night or three in the morning these poor innocents overwhelmed with heavy sleep ran violently on that place they named set fire to their hovels which were all thatched and so without notice burnt men women and children killed whom they pleased upon the spot but those they preserved as captives were compelled through torments to confess where they had hid the gold when they found little or none at their houses but they who lived being first stigmatized were made slaves yet after the fire was extinguished they came hastily in quest of the gold thus did this wicked man devoted to all the infernal furies behave himself with the assistance of profligate christians whom he had lifted in his service from the fourteenth to the twenty-one or twenty-two year together with his domestic servants and followers from whom he received as many portions besides what he had from his slaves in gold pearls and jewels as the chief governor would have taken and all that were constituted to execute any kind of kingly office followed in the same footsteps every one sending as many of his servants as he could spare to share in the spoil nay he that came hither as bishop first of all did the same also and at the very time as i conjecture the spaniards did depredate or rob this kingdom of above ten hundred thousand crowns of gold yet all these their thefts and felonies we scarce find upon record that three hundred thousand castilian crowns ever came into the spanish king's coffers yet there were above eight hundred thousand men slain the other tyrants who governed this kingdom afterward to the three and thirtieth year deprived all of them of life that remained among the inhabitants among all those flagitious acts committed by this governor while he ruled this kingdom or by his consent and permission this must by no means be omitted a certain cacique bestowing on him a gift voluntarily or which is more probably induced thereunto by fear about the weight of nine thousand crowns but the spaniards not satisfied with so fast a sum of money seize him fix him to a pole 
extended his feet, which being moved near the fire, they demanded a larger sum. The cacique, overcome with torments, sending home, procured three thousand more to be brought and presented to them. But the Spaniards, adding new torments to new rage and fury, when they found he would confer no more upon them, which was because he could not, or otherwise because he would not, they exposed him for so long to that torture till by degrees of heat the marrow gushed out of the soles of his feet, and so he died. Thus they often murdered the lords and nobles, which such torments to extort the gold from them. One time it happened that a century or party of one hundred Spaniards, making excursions, came to a mountain, where many people shunning so hard and pernicious an enemy concealed themselves, who immediately rushing on them, putting all to the sword they could meet with, and then secured seventy or eighty married women, as well as virgins captives, but a great number of Indians with a fervent desire of recovering their wives and daughters appeared in arms against the Spaniards. And when they drew near the enemy, they unwilling to lose the prey, run the wives and maidens through with their swords. The Indians, through grief and trouble, smiting their breasts, break out into these exclamations, O perverse generation of men, O cruel Spaniards, what do you murder Las Iras? In their language, they call women by the name of Las Iras, as if they had said, to slay women is an act of bloody-minded men, worse than brutes and wild beasts. There was the house of a puissant potentate, situated about ten or fifteen miles from Panama, whose name was Paris, very rich in gold, and the Spaniards gave him a visit, who were entertained with fraternal kindness, and courteously received, and of his own accord presented the captain with a gift of fifteen thousand crowns, who was of opinion, as well as the rest of the Spaniards, that he who bestowed such a quantity of money gratis was the master of vast treasure, whereupon they counterfeit a pretended departure, but returning about the fourth night watch, and entering the city privily upon a surprise, which they thought was sufficiently secured, consecrated it with many citizens to the flames, and robbed them of fifty or sixty thousand crowns. The dynast or prince escaped with his life, and gathering together as great a number of men as he could possibly at that instant of time, and three or four days being elapsed, pursued the Spaniards, who had deprived him also by violence and rapine of a hundred and thirty or forty thousand crowns, and pouring in upon them, recovered all his gold with the destruction of fifty Spaniards. But the remainder of them, having received many wounds in that rencounter, betook them to their heels and saved themselves by flight. But in few days after the Spaniards return and fall upon the said cacique, well armed, and overthrew him and all his forces, and they who outlived the combat to their great misfortune were exposed to the usual and frequently mentioned bondage. End of section 6